What's up everyone, it's Matthew here at Midland Pictures. Today we're gonna to be talking about that new Mac Pro cheese grater and the XDR display. Check it out. Thanks everyone for watching. Today, let's talk about that cheese grater. Yes, the Mac Pro. Apple released this brand new machine that is very expensive, interestingly designed as far as its aesthetic goes, and did I say it was very expensive? So I watched WWDC like everyone else and was very much interested in the Mac Pro portion. I own a quad-core Mac Pro, the trash can, and I purchased it maybe a year and a half or so ago uh, from B&H. It was on sale for like $1,800. And I picked it up with, I believe, 12 gigabytes of RAM and a 256 gig SSD. I have had no complaints about that computer. It has been a workhorse for us. You know, render times from having used my laptop have increased. Nothing amazing, but it was a huge improvement over my 2013 Retina MacBook Pro. I work off of a Promise Pegasus 2 R8, and those two combined for what we film, again, 1080 footage and the occasional 4K H.264 MP4 type codec, I have had no problems uh, powering through multicam clips, basic edits that we do. So when they started going through the specs of this new Mac Pro, I knew immediately it was way more machine than I or my company would need anytime soon. Even if we started a full 4K workflow with ProRes RAW, for example, the Mac Pro that I have is more than enough and more than capable of powering through that footage. Actually, it has already. We shot a video in ProRes RAW in 4K on the C300 Mark II and had no issues playing back that footage. So uh, everything's been working great for us with that current setup. Now, where it could get interesting is if we did get into like a C200 to C300 and started shooting in their RAW formats, it's entirely possible that the Mac Pro, even with the R8, would really struggle with playback in something like a newer 27-inch iMac with the fully upgraded processors, graphics card, etc., which is a little bit cheaper than an iMac Pro. I think it's actually almost half as much, $2,700 or something like that, compared to the baseline iMac Pro, which is at $5,000. I, I think even something like that would be more in the ballpark for us, or honestly, even picking up a used Mac Pro trash can from eBay. So what I'm getting at is I feel like I am this sort of subset of professional users, and by professional I mean someone who does this for a living, gets paid to make films, and the Mac Pro is, even with its base configuration, when you think about the price tag, is more machine than I would need for probably several years. Now I understand that the high price is because of its modularity. You can swap out uh, items, pieces of hardware, and make this tower last for years and years and years by continuously upgrading. So there's sort of a, an entry fee based on the value it has that you have to come across, which is $6,000. Obviously, if you do some of these upgrades for the Mac Pro, I honestly would not be surprised if a fully upgraded machine, 28 cores, 1.5 terabytes of RAM, afterburner, the high-end graphics cards, the four terabyte SSD and all that, I would not be surprised if it's actually more than $40,000. So for me, the Mac Pro is 
really exciting because it's bringing Apple back to the really high-end Pro user base. And for me, the new Mac Pro is more like a Mac Pro Pro. And I wish there was some way where they could actually keep the trash can in the lineup, but have it as this sort of intermediate option between an iMac Pro and the new Mac Pro. It really fits, I think, a specific niche of pro users that are maybe above an iMac, but below the new Mac Pro, but still want a desktop computer so that they can customize their screen layout. And something that I do is travel with the Mac Pro. That little guy fits in a suitcase and it's easy to get it to other destinations and be able to use it on a really high level. The new one I don't think is possible. You're gonna to have to get a road case or a huge Pelican or something and ship it. Um, I'm sure you can bring it on a plane, but it's just, it's just gonna be big and heavy and cumbersome to take with you. Whereas again, the trash can fit in my suitcase. So let's talk about the display. The display, just like the Mac Pro, is complete overkill for me and my workflow. We are not using cameras primarily that shoot in HDR, Rec 2020, all of these new high-end color spaces and HDR and all this stuff. $5,000 for the display, even though I think it is a tremendous value. Just the fact that it can maintain across the entire screen a thousand nits of brightness indefinitely is amazing. They were right in that presentation in saying that these monitors typically cost between thirty dollars and $40,000, if not more, and they're selling it for $5,000. Pro users that are making serious income, this display is an awesome opportunity for them. But for me, it's just way more money in an area that doesn't have enough of a return on that kind of investment than say cinema lenses or a new cinema camera or other film gear like an easy rig, something that would really benefit me on a much more significant level on a daily basis with our current and our maybe next two years workflow. Although the display is beautiful and I would love to have one, it is not something that I intend to pick up on the, the day it's released. The stand, again, like everyone, I'm kind of laughing. The first thought when they said that it was $1,000 was like $1,000 for a stand, that's crazy. I watched the video that kind of showed what the design was and being able to rotate it into landscape mode and how it moves up and down. I think it really is an amazing stand and there are certain people that are going to value the stand tremendously. And the first people I think of are professional photographers. If you're able to rotate your screen from horizontal to vertical and be able to edit your portraits the way that you took the photo, to me, it is hands down worth $1,000. If I was a photographer, I would be so excited about that stand. I think if I were to get that monitor, I would probably just buy the Visa mount for $200 and mount it to an arm uh, at my desk so it would have that kind of floating look. I prefer that anyway, and the only reason I don't do it with my Thunderbolt displays is because the pedestal's so so much of a pain to remove. So this has been a lot of rambling about these new products from Apple. I am mostly excited that this feels like a return to form for Apple as far as the pro user goes. I mean, 1.5 terabytes of RAM. Who ever thought that you would be able to put 12 128 gigabyte sticks in a computer in the near future? Apple, I think, 
far exceeded everyone's expectations as far as specs go. Yes, the computer is expensive, but the high-end users uh, are really going to enjoy it. For now, I'm gonna stick with my Mac Pro trash can until it can't play back video as smoothly as it does, or if we upgrade our workflow to something 4K and beyond, and it just simply cannot keep up. Even if that is the case, I would probably consider picking up all of these new Mac Pro trash cans that are gonna flood the eBay market a six core, eight core, 12 core, 10 core, whatever configuration people have had. And they're gonna wanna sell them because they wanna pay for some new equipment. That would be something that I might look at. So that's it, that's all I've got for this. I just wanted to give my impressions of the new cheese grater and the XDR display. Thanks everyone for watching. Please like this video if you do. If you don't, give me some comments. Let me know what your feedback is, what kind of content you'd like to hear from us. If you're not a subscriber, please click the subscribe button and click the bell as well to get notifications for every time we upload a video. I still don't have a catchy tagline to end these videos with, so I'm going to say thanks everyone for watching, and I'll see you in the next one.